Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. This is a, I guess we can call it, even though it's more on our normally scheduled weekly episode, I guess we'll label this one under a emergency episode after it was revealed just a couple of hours ago that sporting director Gianluca Petracchi has been suspended by the club and effectively that seals his fate. This is a suspension only in name. This is effectively his exit from the club. Roma, they're going to look to avoid paying the remaining two years left on his contract. Who knows where this is headed? <laughs> I can't imagine it's going to be very pretty. I can easily see this ending up in the courts uh, because obviously Petraki, he is the highest paid sporting director in all of Italy, um, or I should say one of the. I don't know if he earns more than Juve's Paratici, but yeah, th- this could get very ugly quickly. Before I get Andy on here, I want to thank our latest two patrons over at Patreon. The first is Vasco Jovanovsky, who you can find on Twitter at V-A-S-I-C-O-T and on Instagram at Vasco J-O. Vasco, thank you so much. And then we also have to welcome a fellow Clevelander, Austin, who you can find on Twitter at A-M-I-L-L-I-R-E-N dollars. So a Ren dollar. Thank you both so, so much for your support. As always... Without you guys, our wonderful patrons, none of this and our endeavors are possible. So I truly thank you for all of your support. Um, So let's not waste any more time. Let's get Andy on here as we discuss the suspension of Roma Sporting Director Gianluca Petracchi. All right, everybody. Andy is with me now. All right, so Andy Petracchi essentially out the suspension is really only um, a suspension in title this is the beginning of the divorce your initial reaction was what well my initial reaction was um you know petraki is a hothead um it, you know the, this was this was coming um and i i i get first of all let me say this i think um Everyone involved is is in the wrong, so that includes uh, Palotta and, and Petraki as well, um, because you can fight it all you want, but when you send to your to the president of the club, you know insults, um, which you know it, it, that's what probably the message that Petraki sent to Palotta contained. You know a lot of. A lot of stuff that was, uh, you know, not not right with him, and probably called out Palot on a number of things. And you know, it's you insult your boss, you will have to face the consequences, right? And uh, I think Petraki has had a reputation around the club of being a hothead, of of you know, of confronting trouble, of you know. Uh, it, debating decisions um and we've known that since since that running into the locker room against Sassuolo um which is now notorious uh, and how Fonseca needed to get him out of there um but yeah I mean it's you know my initial reaction and probably the reaction that will persist with me for the rest of this summer unless 
Roma somehow make a miraculous decision and and start working as a normal club is that it's it's a, it's another disappointment in a long list of disappointments. I don't know if you guys follow our friend Austini, but he 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 made a, a a really nice and exhaustive list of of everything that followed the the semifinals in the Champions League. Every decision, every event, every coaching decision, every sporting decision that Roma made following uh, the the Champions League semifinals uh, two years ago. And the list it seems to never end. It's basically a, a thread by this point. And you have to wonder how much longer. It's a very depressing list if you follow Austini uh, to just because it, it is terrifying that this club and was in the really champion. And it's really accurate. Yeah. It's, it's accurate. Um, and it's alarming when you remember that this club was in a Champions League semifinal. Just a few right. seasons probably, ago, probably the greatest, probably the greatest moment as Roma fan in recent years, and it, it, that list points to that event as you know the beginning of the end. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. So you brought up a couple of things: the text message that Petraki sent to Palotta. I have been trying for like four or five days to get my hands on it because it happened through WhatsApp. All we need is for someone to forward it to, <laughs> to us. forward it, yes. I am dying to see it. Now, the thing is, this was sort of this event. So as we all know, Palotta, he gave an interview saying that uh, Paolo Fonseca gets along very well with Roma's management team. And he named Fienga. And who was it again? He was about the Zubiria. Zubiria. Yeah, who is again a guy who I don't know what he does except for attend yes. the uh, UEFA the draws. draws in Switzerland. <laughs> Other than that, and, and the occasional interview, I couldn't tell you what he does. But I had someone at Roma, uh, an executive, tell me today that this was sort of coming to a head. Now, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about it in an episode or two ago. but. Remember how, like during the uh, during the lockdown, Petraki like escaped from from Rome right. and went to Lecce. In silence, for, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. in silence for two months. So I asked that person if that was actually true or if that was just the typical hyperbole that we're used to seeing, and they confirmed it. To quote them, they said he did go MIA for a bit. Not sure for how long, but that's been out there for a while, hasn't it? <laughs> so, so this is somebody at Roma. So there's been problems for a number of months. Uh, we all know his influence has been waning for a number of weeks now. Fienga has taken a much more hands-on approach with the transfers. We all know Baldini. We don't have to go into that. We all know what sort of influence he has over Palata. That's That's old news at this point. But another good friend of mine who I follow on Twitter just released a list of everybody from managers to CEOs to sporting directors that Palata has gone through. So not only are the events since the Champions League semifinal in 2018 depressing, let me just go through this list very briefly. So if you want to know the number of CEOs that Palata has gone through, it is one, two, three, four, five. Fenucci, Panis, Zanzi, Gandini, Fienga. If you want to know the number of sporting directors, it's four. <laughs> number of vice presidents, three. Managers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So 
This goes wow. beyond because what's the biggest uh, biggest complaint against Roma or the thing Roma usually gets blamed for? It's the player. We're talking total. about nine. We're talking about nine years of presidency. It's unbelievable. I mean, that is a new CEO every other year. Less than that. That is yeah. insane. And again, the the thing with Roma that they always get criticized for, and quite often it is very fair, it's the turnover on the pitch, right? It's we're selling players, they can't hold on to anybody. Yeah. But I feel like this is something that is gravely overlooked. I mean, this is you compare this to Juve, and again, uh, from from winning, from a financial standpoint, Roma is not anywhere near Juve. If we're just talking about sort of like the gold standard in the city. Ah, it's obviously Juve. I, I mean, compare what Roma have gone through, turnover on and off the pitch to Juve. It, it, it's like comparing night and day. I, I, this is insane to me. I mean, do you think this is something that maybe we have been overlooking? Maybe we haven't been putting enough importance on the need for consistency in the management level? Well, we we definitely tend to look at the pitch more than what really happen happens behind the curtains. But let me tell you something. I'm I'm currently reading War and Peace, uh, and I must I must I must say that the the the, the Russia in 19th century was less chaotic than Roma's management <laughs> over this past few years. And this is Jesus. no joke. It's it's re- it's really no joke because. Uh, you know, as a, as a as a club like Roma, um, you know, our expectations are not through the roof. We don't expect Roma to um, win a Scudetto every year, uh, to com- contend for the Champions League. Um, we we expect Roma to do good, but I think what we expect more than ever before is consistency in, in leadership because I think that's, you know, if you look at the clubs that have been reborn or are doing well or, you know, have a long history of success, that's that's the key to it is, is to have consistent le- leadership. And under Palotta, um, and I'm just looking at, at Palotta's tenure, it, we, we find a Roma that has so many different ambitions but can't seem to find that one uh, uh, single uh, uh line of thought that would allow the club to move to actually move forward because it seems like we're moving forward but we're actually moving backwards we make these decisions that you know every now and then we'll get an announcement from Roma that okay you know Gandini is out this guy is in and we've you know we've selected a new technical director and 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 this guy is out of the club and this guy is being brought in but we're never really sure you know, what the roles are, what the influence was. And as fans, we should be aware of that. And it's come to a point where the club and the players and the transfer market, apparently for the time being, are in the hands of Guido Fienga, who, as Alessandro Stines pointed out, is not a sporting director. He's that's not he's a CEO. That's not his field of, of expertise. Um, and you you find yourself with Morgan de Sanctis, who I I'm, I'm sure he did well in his exams and, and all, but I, I don't know how much he's prepared. You you don't know what happened to, to, to Masara. You don't know what... It's, it's, it's so many question marks 
that it, it, you, you obviously this is a new trend and in a, in a club like Roma it's it's probably now it's more evident than ever that we have to start looking at the top before we look at you know players playing on the pitch because the players that play on the pitch play on that pitch because of all that happens in the management and right now it's it's utter turmoil all right so you just brought up the sanctis and my my greatest not my greatest fear but do we think now that this sporting director role even it, 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 it's more of a what's the word i'm looking for like a ceremonial position because we we, we I- all know now that baldini is the one who is uh, sort yeah. of leading the charge behind this do you? I mean, do you think that's a problem? Because I, I posted the the part of Palotta's interview from last May, where he talked about Baldini very briefly. He said the part that bothers me is that people blame him for decisions, and they think he's the one running things. That's not one the of the case. great all time bullshit moments from Palotta. That, that's well, yeah. So it's absolutely false. Um, I spoke about Petraki having waning influence at Roma. Uh, for for Pedro, uh, Petraki was not even remotely involved. Didn't even talk to Jufrida, who's the intermediary for the deal. He didn't even talk with him. It was all Baldini. So at this point, Palota, what, what I don't get Andy is how he just can't... Listen, I understand Baldini doesn't want to have an official role. This is a guy who likes to travel yeah. between London and South Africa on the weekends. So he wants to have the influence but not be tied down by the official title. I can understand that. I can appreciate that. But now hasn't it gotten to the point where it's like, okay, because I don't expect Petraki to remain quiet. I would assume he would let the lid off things a little bit. I think we're at the point now where this has to be addressed. It, it, it's no longer a matter of, okay, Palata, uh, what is what is Baldini doing in the shadows? It has to be just... Just be upfront with us now at this point because it doesn't even appear that it matters who is the sporting director. It, it, it I mean, this is the third guy that we're switching from, and uh, it's still going to be all Franco Baldini. Yeah, and you know, we <laughs> it's it's not like before Petraki it was all calm because you know you you look at how Monchi run things uh, at Sevilla and how he run things here. And you just have to wonder to what extent the, you know, the, what we have at hand as as evidence of his tenure at Roma, which was bizarre to say the least, to what extent was that influenced by, by the likes of Baldini? Um, Because it's come to a point where you start realizing that, you know, we, we hear stuff all the time. I remember when in the summer Smalling and Mkhitaryan arrived and, you know, all these rumors came out that, oh, Petraki had nothing to do with these deals. You know, it was a last minute thing, but it was all arranged by Baldini. I And I have to wonder, you know, what in the world, like what other club does this where you have a man who clearly has a resume? You know, you can you can like or dislike Petraki, but has a resume just as Monchi had a resume. They come here and there is drama there are you know there are failed uh, deals there is there's all sorts of stuff that usually doesn't i mean doesn't happen to that extent and i don't know how much we can address this baldini stuff because it seems like baldini is a guy who 
um, is allergic to to <laughs> to Rome to Roma. I I I think that he he knows fully too well what the environment around the club is, but hiding in the shadows doesn't seem like an option. And it's something that he keeps running away from. It's something that Palota has been running away from. But you're looking at your third sporting director in what in uh, four years, uh, uh, five Correct. years, right? That's you know that's 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 insane to say the least. And the way these you know Monchi uh, quit, Petraki is looking to be fired. It's it's that that's that speaks volumes of how the club min- mismanaged its ambitions and its 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 managerial decisions. So this whole thing essentially stems from an interview that Palata gave last week. Now. He gave a follow-up interview with the club's website a couple of days later. He spoke on a lot of topics, spoke, spoke about Friedkin. He, he spoke about the club's finances. Where are you at right now with Palota? Because it, it really does seem like, like something has to happen here. Okay, You either have to come out and say, you know what, I'm going to stay, or you have to come out and say, I am going to do everything I possibly can to sell the club. Because in that interview, in my opinion... The sense I got for him was that that interview was more of a, a, a part of the dance in a negotiation where it seemed like he was trying to force Friedkin's hand. I reported Friedkin came out. They were not happy with that interview that Palotta gave. But I feel like he's trying to have it both ways where he, he still wants to remain but also wants to just get out. I feel like for him now, you you really just can't keep doing this. You. you 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 have to provide some clarity, and even more so, the, the the part that I think frustrated people most was the lack of clarity on the transfer market. Hey, we want to know, are Zaniolo, Pellegrini, are they going, yes or no? And his answer was, well, we don't know what the transfer market's going to be like. There's mystery everywhere because of COVID-19. We're not the only ones. Nobody wants to make the first move on the market, so we're we're just waiting to see how things pan out which was a very elegant way of not answering the question even remotely. And my other issues with him are not being challenged at all on any of these questions, going to Paul Rogers, who I have no problems with, but and him having to answer these easy questions on the club's website. But where are we at now with him? Because it seems like this is really getting to the point where it's just all untenable. Can this really continue? Yeah, and you know you uh, you you look at you look at how you know this this influences how the club is run, how the players react to this, how the coach. Obviously, a coach has to have a relationship with the sporting director, with the president, and you know we've we've talked about Palotta not being in Rome many times, and it's an issue that most fans you know uh, have with with Palotta. Um, to me, the problem is that uh, here you are, John, saying either he has to do this, you know, or either he has to, you know, say, okay, I'm done, I'm out and sell the club, or he has to commit himself to the club. But Palota's re- recent tenure shows that he is unable to fully commit himself to any sort of decision. It's always a half assed decision, it's always, uh, you know, a, a, a way in between. Uh, it's, 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 it's always a compromise. It's, it's, it never leads to, you know, a, a direct 
clear outcome. It's always, you know, that's why there is so much interpretation, speculation around Roma, because we never do things, you know, we never take a decision that really speaks for itself. It's always a bit of this, a bit of that. And obviously you're not going to, to, to succeed with this type of mentality. And, you know, you you have to wonder uh, what's next because you're facing now a, a situation where the transfer market is is a whole new thing with with due to the COVID crisis. Um, everything is in shambles. The competition is is now is is going to continue, but the, the the timelines are different. Yes, the financial fair play changed. We 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 were made aware of it today, but. It's a whole new situation to deal with it. And here you are. You're a complete mess uh, in terms of management. You don't know who's really doing what. At least that that's what it looks like from the outside. And you don't know if 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 Palota is willing to to really go with this club or was, you know, or, or is he gonna sell it or is he gonna continue with the club? But you know, if this is supposed to be another two or three years of Palota just you know, doing the bare minimum, then we are in for for a terrible time. <laughs> I completely agree. I, it just seems like now this really is the end of the road for him. And either recommit yourself, find a new minority partner for the club, or get out, sell the freaking, so everyone can just wipe the slate clean because he hasn't won anything. Clearly, the financial backing that he's been receiving for his partners is slowly dissipating. So it just feels like this is the end of the line. Um, All right. Well, this is where we're going to end the emergency podcast. Next week, though, Andy, we will be talking about football, which I don't know if that is better or worse than what we're discussing now, because it's not like (laughs) Roma were lighting the world on fire before the the break anyway. Yeah. So... As always, everybody, thank you for listening. Next week, we will discuss football and not drama off the pitch. So we look forward to talking to you then. Ciao. Ciao.